Welcome to From Ashes to Beauty with John Ortberg. Each day, Monday through Friday, you'll find 10 minutes of relevant spiritual guidance on the kind of people we are becoming. Follow us on YouTube at becomenew.me or receive daily text alerts when a new episode is published by texting the word BECOME to the number 56525. Invite a friend to listen along by sharing this podcast or sharing the link becomenew.me. We're glad you're here. And now, here's John. Well, we are on this great journey from ashes, from repentance, from sorrow, from suffering, to beauty, to God, to life, to hope, to Easter, to resurrection. I can't, but God can. I think I'll let him. I'll surrender. I'll get honest about myself, get honest before God and with another person, ask God to remove my character defects. And now we're looking at our relationships. And in particular, I'm looking at who are the people that I have harmed and how can I make amends to them? And we're going to spend a little time in prayer around this, asking God to bring clarity to my memory and courage so that I can go to other people. And we saw in the story of Zacchaeus how the turning point in his life when Jesus came to his home was Zacchaeus realized not just things had been wrong between me and God, but things had been wrong between me and other people in Jericho. And I got to make things right. I can't go on with people having damage, orphans, widows, other people suffering when I have hurt them and I have enriched myself because of it. I have to make amends. How different the story of Zacchaeus would be if he did not have the humility and courage to make amends. And now this goes way back in the history of Israel. Moses in Leviticus, the sixth chapter, gives guidelines for people. He says, if you've harmed somebody, if you've stolen from somebody, if you have defrauded somebody, then you need to make amends. You need to pay them back everything that you took from them and a bit more beside to help compensate them. And the idea here is it's a concern for justice, but not that. We often in our day forget, you know, we get to live in a democracy on the legacy of great moral reserves, many of which have come from the history of Israel and then from Jesus. And at that time, it wasn't just a concern for justice that's not just a secular thing. Part of why those guidelines were given were so that relationships can be healed. God wants my relationships to be healed. Now, I'm not in charge of that, and there are relationships that I would give a great deal if they could be healed. I can't make that happen, but I can ask God, what's my part to play in that? And then making amends is also terribly important because that's one of the ways through which I can be changed That's one of the ways through which when I make amends to another person, I begin to see through their eyes how what I did looks so that my eyes get changed and I can gradually become the kind of person who would not do what I did to them. So people will sometimes think, why do I need to make amends? God forgives me. But amends are actually not opposed to grace. They are a means of grace. They are one of the ways through which I receive the power to be changed. And they are a wonderful, glorious part of Lent. Part of why it's really appropriate for us to look at making amends in this season. Uh, In the early church, very often as people entered into Lent, they would examine themselves and then look at where do I need to make amends. And then towards the end of Holy Week, Monday, Thursday, or Good Friday, they would re-enter into church community with great joy for Easter. 
And over the centuries where people have taken spiritual growth seriously, they have taken making amends uh, with great devotion. I have been reading a book that probably few of you will. It's called Medieval Handbooks of Penance. And they're guidelines that have guided the church, priests back in that day, and then other people. How do you pursue trying to make things right so that you can receive more power from God? And part of what's very striking in this is the recognition that anybody, no matter what they had done, could be forgiven by God and enter into his community. So whatever you have done, hear these words. The priest was to say to the one confessing, Brother, do not blush to confess your sins, for I also am a sinner, and perhaps I have done worse deeds than you have. So I warn you in these things, since it is a habitual fault of the human race, not just committing sin, but also not to bring it out by confessing. You be sure and confess. And then this wonderful little passage, it says, But if the priest sees the confessor is bashful, let the priest again proceed. Perchance, beloved, not all things that thou hast done quite come to memory. So I will question you, take care, lest at the persuasion of the devil you presume to conceal anything. And then the priest shall question him in order thusly, have you committed murder? And then the next question, have you cut off the hands or feet of a man or gouged out his eyes or wounded a man? And then next, have you committed perjury, whether for greed of this world or under compulsion? And then next, have you committed theft? Ancient world was a difficult place. And we sometimes forget uh, the beauty of the grace of God available to every person. And wherever you are, maybe you're sitting in prison listening to this. Maybe you've committed murder or theft or mutilated somebody. No matter what you have done, forgiveness is fully available to you. No matter what you think you have not done, forgiveness is fully needed by you. Um, another one of these places that helps people figure out how to make amends, talks about anger. He who utters in anger harsh words shall make satisfaction to his brother and keep a special fast. And then this, but if someone expresses anger with pallor or flush or tremor yet remains silent, he shall still make amends. He shall still go for a day on bread and water. And I was thinking about somebody in my life over this last year that was in a uh, season of great vulnerability and where I got really angry and I didn't use words, but I used my body to express what was really contempt, what was really great contempt. And I had to go back and ask forgiveness and, and, and they knew exactly what I had done and it did all the damage that in that moment I wanted it to do. And I had to ask them, how do I set things right? And we have a need for this all the time. So now we're going to take a moment and pray. And I want to invite you to close your eyes. Bow your head if that will help you. Take a deep breath. And allow any kind of distraction that could keep you from full presence with God to ebb away. Remember that God loves you, that God's forgiveness and grace are available to you. And ask him now, God, would you bring to my mind the faces and names of people that I have harmed?
and go back and think through people in your life. And you may want to now or maybe after this time of prayer, write down these names. I'll just give some different categories. A father or a mother. And that person may no longer be living. It's okay. It's still a good thing to write that name down, to make a note of that so that you can talk with God about it. A brother or a sister. A son or a daughter. A spouse or an ex-spouse. A boss or a teacher. Or a coworker, or a neighbor, somebody at your church, people that I have hurt with my anger, with judgmentalism, with gossip. by deception, by betrayal, by violence, by envy, by greed, Now, God, I ask you as my friend, as my Savior, would you help make clear to me where I have harmed people? Would you give me wisdom about how I can make amends? And then would you give me courage to be able to go to people in love and set things right? And I ask you this in Jesus' name. Amen. And I hope you've been allowing God to speak to you through this. I know he has in this area for me. But I want to encourage you, don't take any action steps yet today. We're going to talk some more tomorrow about how to make amends and how to try to do them with God's wisdom. So don't give up. God loves you. God's walking with you from ashes to beauty. And so am I. We're walking together. And I will see you then.